Radio Frontier. This is Football Daft with Stephen Purden. Midfield Dynamo and average actor. Chris Toll. Target man. Suspicious character. And... Welcome to Football Daft, the daftest Scottish football podcast around. My name's Stephen Purden and let's welcome the squad. First, a man who's more up and down about Neil Lennon than an elevator. It is the shaved face of Chris Toll. How's it going, Toll? All right, mate. All right. Uh, aye, hey, I'm what's going on? Last week you were a pure son's anarchy, man. What's I know, happened? I know. I fucking... Do you know what? I, I chased him myself, right? I need to tidy this up a wee bit because it was all that fluffy, mate. You know what I mean? No, you keep that. It's good. And then I've, I've I've went a wee bit too far down, and then I've tried to I've tried to even up on the other side, and then <laughs> it's just it's went to fuck man. I've I've ended. See like the the advert where the guy the guys using the the one blade, <laughs> and it shows you them in all different sections. That's what I was like, man. Honest to God, I was like a, an advert an advert for a terrible fucking barber. Man, it looked brilliant last week, and oh, man, it was pure coming out the boat, man. I liked it, man. I just shaved last night and all, man. I had it for about three weeks. I absolutely mock it. So I had to, I had to go, man. I had to go. <laughs> and now let's welcome back to the podcast after his annual leave. He is recording straight from a beach in Jamaica. And he is now known as the dog burglar of Stevenson. It is Graham Stevely. Oh, he's still going on about that. Doug Hang, man. I've taken that But, mate, that's the greatest story ever. You don't need to tell it again. We can just keep mentioning it, but. What did you say on the podcast? Did you tell exactly what happened? Uh, we, we played, played the fucking recording. You're the arseholes. No, it wasn't us. Jo- Producer John said he got permission for you. you, there. you, you no, Actually, that. wait a minute, Grado. Hold on a minute. In fact, right, because I said to John, Stevie, you'll back me up here and this will be in the yes. recording as well. I said to John, you better ask Grado before you play that. And he said, he's all right with it. He's talking shit. He never asked me. No, See this boy, he's... no, no, no. That Chris Toll did say that. And then uh, I said, I think Grado will be all right with it. But ask him first. And John says, I will ask him. Uh, honestly, you don't even know what you're saying on half these podcasts. And we, I don't listen to it back. So I could be, what do you call that? I could be soliciting myself. What do you say? What do you say? Incriminating yourself. Incriminating myself. I could be incriminating myself. You're going to be sitting You're just a big fucking. You're a big fuck. You throw a mess. I'm a big mess. A big hanger. And another hanging off. Started watching Sopranos, so I can't turn that off now. Oh, you jammy bastard. Is this the first time? It's the first time, mate. Well, I would give anything to be watching Sopranos for the first time, man. So I started watching it. Um, in 2010 I didn't think much yet I watched the first couple of episodes but I think you I think you must mature as you grow older and what, what's better and stuff like that because no I love it the only thing I took for it the first time was that he was eating and I love the way you see Tony Soprano ate his pasta the way you hang with his spot mate you should listen to talking Sopranos are all man while you're watching I'm on it mate do you know I watched a documentary about the food of the Sopranos once you can't watch that with a diet you're fucked there's at least two two scenes and nearly every episode where they're sitting down to a meal. Do you, do you know what I love, man, when he's been out all night and he just comes in 
comes in about fucking six in the morning. Gets in the fridge, pulls out a big packet of cold meat and all that and starts eating it. And a bowl of pasta that Carmela puts in the fucking... After he's just been to his guma, he comes home and his wife is fucking putting a cold bowl of pasta in the microwave for him. What a life. Know that I'm condoning that kind of stuff. I was going to have my nut when she made pasta for the priest. She made pasta for the priest. He's a fucking wee arsehole. And he put it in the bin, man. She put it in the bin. He's a leech. He's a fucking leech. He just he, 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 he scrounges after him. He watches Tony's telly. He eats Tony's food. Right. He, no, he does. No, he wants. He wants all the girlfriend things. He wants all Aye. the wee things. And Aye. he doesn't want. He doesn't want the Aye. part that, that Tony wants. He, so it's kind of works a wee bit for the bathroom. He wants. He wants the thrill of being with a bird. Aye. And then when it comes to the crunch, he can't do it. Do you know what I mean? Epi- see the episode where he gees on. He gives her communion. And remember, it's pissing down, and he can't go home. There's something erotic about it, but. It's quite erotic, man. Do you know what I mean? I say, it's, it's, it's not. It's not my proudest link. But... <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, a wank's a wank. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? We should be going to other podcasts and talk about this. The movie Aye, podcast. Absolutely. Right. Let's get back to Scottish football. We are recording the show ahead of the big Scotland game tonight. So when you hear this, we'll either be in the Euros or again it'll be the old classic. It's shite being Scottish. What do you think, boys? What do you think? Oh, it's better news today. The, the, the their, main striker, their main striker's out. Hey, we've got to win, what I know how. I was talking to you together this morning. <laughs> fuck, fuck off, you were talking. Wait, wait, did you bump into the post office in Stevenson or something? <laughs> no. Doing it to Kobe, Simon Ferry. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. By the way, man, he was a bit... He, he, he was crabbit. He was crabbit. We got him on the radio, but and he was giving it. Your line is scrambled. Your line is scrambled. This is a but. Come on, as your line scrambled, and because we, we were giving it all that. Yo, nineteen ninety six with Gary McAllister and all that. You went there's a favour. And he was dead crabbit moaning about the phone line. I'm giving it. Well, you can't be watching a magician if you can't fix this phone line. Uh, and then eventually, I'm sure that would have helped his mood. <laughs> then, then we lost him. Um, oh my but, god! He, but he sent he sent us a wee and he's wee WhatsApp voice note. Um, so, as I say, uh, that's me. Uh, no, did you did you lose him, or is it because you're slagging him, saying you can't be that magic? You're ages fuck. Well, he, he, he hung up, and then he just had to record a week and a voice note hang for us. Um, um, and I, I was trying to be funny. I says, "Next time we'll you together. We'll just stick to next time talking to Tom Yuri." <laughs> <laughs> right, right, Kimmy. Right, so, right, right. That's perfect. Right. Can, can, can we get back to the whole? You said we're going to win the night because I was talking to Yuri Geller then he just told us a big story about Yuri and no said why we're going to win the night. That's oh no, because he, said he was going to put a potion on fucking Serbia or whatever. A potion? A potion? A spell? A spell. He was going to, he was going to do something for Serbia. Yeah, so. is he fucking Gandalf? Mm, well, Fuck off. <laughs> he, he, he's, he's going to put a potion. He's... Um, I, he was talking about his big regret and all that. He said it was very unethical what I'd done to Gary McAllister. <laughs> about the ball moving? Aye, aye, aye. Ah, fuck. Who anyway. would you think, boys? Right, right, I felt like an absolute paraffin lamp this morning, right? I went to the co, then I went into the co, go my groceries I needed, right, for dinner and all that the night. Jeez. And then I went back out and had to sit in the car park for 15 minutes because they don't sell Bevy at 10 o'clock. But I thought, <laughs> once, I, I thought once... I get in the house, I'm not going back out, because after the podcast, I want to chill. I'm going to have a couple of beers watching the game tonight. The first Scotland game in a long time, I'm quite excited about. Aye, what, 
We're glory hunters, mate. I'm the same. Aye. Aye. <laughs> mate, I, I'm not denying I'm coming out the fucking woodwork. I'm sitting there the night. I'm watching that game. I'm cheering them on. But I, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm Scotland daft, but I want, them, I want them to get to a big tournament. Aye, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lose sleep if we get bait or we don't qualify, Aye. but I want them to qualify, man, because we speak about this every week. We need something to kind of jeez up, man, bring us all together Aye, for a change. Definitely. definitely. Right, Jake, told you have a good idea. You know, I've got a, I've got a fucking sneaky feeling that they're going to do it, and I've got a sneaky feeling that it's going to be the Griffiths that fucking does uh, the business. I've just I mean, got this. Yeah. Know that way you said, Gredo, when he's like, Griffith, you said Griffiths is going to come on and score. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've got that happened. I've got a fucking feeling, man. Right. Well, Ryan Fraser's out, isn't he? So Griffiths, Jink, Griffiths will start up front with Dykes. Uh, I don't know, mate. I think yesterday they were saying that Griffiths won't be in the start lineup. Aye, are on lockdown, you know, they've stopped flights or something going out in the country. Right. I, I don't know, I might just be making that up, to be honest with you, but I think that's what it was. No, I think it is something along your lines, mate. I think you're right. I think it is that. So I think, like, but they, if they gave him preferential treatment, they can I get I think they've gave, they've gave pretty much all the Serbian players preferen- preferential treatment and they're mm-hmm. allowed to leave, but the guy that's out there now, I think he's either injured or he's maybe tested positive or he's, or he's having a quarantine or something. He's tested he, positive. He delivered a positive test when he got to the camp and then he had another one a couple of days later. So he's out. He's out. That was the voice of this week's producer, Ryan Gallagher. There we are, Ryan. Welcome back, Ryan. I, th- I should have said something at the start. Sorry, mate. How no, sorry, right, sorry. Right. I'm all right. No, mate, that's quite ignorant. I feel bad now. You all right, mate? <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. Right. Would you think the score will be, Ryan? I don't know. I, I, mate, I'm, I'm actually the same. I'm a bit of a glory hunter. I said uh, maybe three or four games ago, watching Scotland, I think it was one of the Israel games, when it was just totally dull. I actually went, I'm done with Scotland, man. I'm completely Aye. done. Sunday wake me up when we get to a tournament. Now it's got to it. Listen, I'm not going to lie. I'm absolutely buzzing. We even have a Scotland tap on and everything. I get it. Scotland will be coming. Oh, Rangers after night we were ripping the fucking James Blunt out of John at the end of the show, man. <laughs> we, just, we could just imagine the Scotland game, man, with the Jimmy hat on and all that. And the tartans, Jimmy's the fucking scarf going, uh, Come on! Come on, Scotland, these fucking haddies. Come on! Chalala, chalala, chalala. Come on, Serbian bastards. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Griffiths. Come on, Griffiths. Oh, Good you fucking... Fucking second touch is a tackle, Griffiths, for fuck's sake. John, <laughs> I, 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 I think this is the real reason why John's after the day, man. He's he's not, I, that's, what, that's what I'm saying, man. He, he's on a Zoom call while he's pals, you know, and they're sitting mm. with scotch pies and bovros and they build up to the game and they're fucking, they're fucking, they're scarf, so. <laughs> Put her on Deacon Blue and all that, man. <laughs> I would want 500. <laughs> This podcast get out tomorrow, man. See if we get beat. Exactly. John jumped out of his living room, man. 
He's got the Fratelli's playing in his back room. <laughs> <laughs> Waking up like a fucking Scottish version of the hangover tomorrow morning, his pal still on Zoom and all that. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin Harper. Kevin Harper fucking... playing, playing the piano in the corner. <laughs> He's dog trying to like a tattoo off his head and all that. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Archie, you, you, what, Archie, you still there? What happened? Open, it's not open, the, I can't. open the cupboard, Charlie Mulgrew's Wayne sitting in it. Right. Right. Troops, honestly, like, good luck to Scotland tonight. Hope they get a result. I want to. The last time I watched a Scotland game, I sat and watched it with my dad when I came from school. I'd like to. Sit and watch it with my boy when he comes in for school. It's been that oh, That's beautiful. That's beautiful sentiment. We shall see. Will he not be in his bed for school tomorrow when the game <laughs> <He's> Probably, <laughs> I probably. But let's reflect on Scottish football this week. Producer Ryan and Crystal. I'm sorry, but we need to start the old Sparta Prague game. What happened? Oh, fucking hell. See how we've just brought the tone right down now. Honestly, God, man. I love that I'm Scotland, but eh? <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, it was, it was embarrassing, Stevie. It was fucking dreadful, man. I watched it, mate. I sat and I watched it after the Rangers-Benfica game, and that's the first I'd seen Scott, eh, first I'd seen Celtic since we played them at Parkhead, since Rangers played them, and I, I was shocked. I even shot. worst performance. I even worst performance. Oh, it was? Definitely. I just... But see the I, thing I see in the first 15, 20 minutes, like I, I say to you on the, on the group chat, Sparta looked so fucking ragged and they were they were giving the ball away at every turn and all that and I'm thinking to myself, Celtic are going to run over the fucking top. If Celtic get one here, they'll get about five. And then it just changed. But don't mate, see, I don't I see honestly man, I was sitting and watched it she's soon as you said that. Sparta could have been about three nil up after you said that. The chances had hitting the bar, the heater doing that Bain when they couldn't heater the ball down and Bain straight the bar. Mate, I and the boy was at number seven that set up the fourth goal or something. He was he was tearing his new fucking. Uh, he was my He was brilliant. Uh, he like was I just think um, last Thursday was uh, it was a. Uh, oh, mate, did a speech for Rangers daft. No, it was just I can't remember what I said, Bob. Honestly, but I I just remember how I feel. Last Thursday it was just a superb night of TV. You know that way <laughs> I watched the Rangers game was so entertaining. Even though you know when when, when they scored in the last kick of the ball, the last minute. And it did feel like a defeat, you know, it was that happened. By the way, you could, could have been five up at one point in that aye, game, man. Aye. It's not says, we, we did we smell blood and we should have, I don't know. Anyway, you know, that happens and then I turn on the Celtic game and then total entertainment as a, a fan of the opposite team. No, no, not just that, but all the shenanigans. Yeah, big fan of Sparta Prague, aye, mate. See, get too many games. Get too many games. Who's your favourite player? The electrician that's got the hat trick. <laughs> <laughs> um, and do you know that? And she just thought it came home well, you know, seeing Sutton, Buddy, and Griffiths, and then the phone, and then Emma Dodds having the boss to ask her about uh, the phone thing. Man, I was just sitting there going, I don't want this to gaff. I just wanted to watch this all night. It was super. I'll tell you what, right, it is entertaining, but it was, that was. That was a fucking complete and utter character assassination for Sutton. That was mental, wasn't it? It was fuck. It was out of order. Like I Thanks said, so. this on Celtic. You say every week, mate. Like no, but I, I said this on Celtic Daft. What I've never said what he said. Mm-hmm. Never, right? I said it in Celtic Daft. See if somebody said that about a woman on the telly, they'd never work in fucking television again. That's true. No, but right, no, no, no. I don't agree with you at all. I don't agree. Right. 
the boy gets paid a handsome wage to be a professional athlete. So see if he's not in shape and he's getting paid X amounts of fucking pounds, how long has he been trying to get fit? I totally agree with Sutton. How long Listen, How long does it take you to get fit? Stevie, see, see the way you've said it? That's the way That's the way Sutton should have been saying it. It's not what he said, it's the wording that he used. Well, technically that is what he said. You're so offended, <laughs> didn't you? The no, it's not that, what, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, it's, it's not, like I said, see if they had, see if a, a talk show host had said, or what to one of their guests, or you're, you're an athlete, you're looking a bit fat. Do you know what I mean? They'd, right. never, they'd, they'd never do it again. See, you wouldn't see uh, fucking Graham Norton or that day in that December. Right, but Toll, I just, I don't know, I think you're, I, I agreed with you at the start, but the minute I think about it, I think this is your, I think this is your issue. You wouldn't hear somebody else saying that. Uh, you, you would have probably said, I think, the hang yourself, it's just because it's been aired on the telly. I, think, I feel as if you're going out your way to be offended by this. I do. I can understand what you're saying, but my point's valid. I must admit, I, 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 I agree with Crystal. You know, like as much as Of No, but as much as the Sutton was saying. <laughs> so, what Sutton Fuck was, me, man, I feel half my chair. I was shocked there. I, well, I'm not going to agree with you, Stu. How can an ex player who done such a good job for say, like, no come out and slag a current player who is definitely out of shape, he's no fit? He's had so many fucking chances off Lennon. He's been gave so many chances off Rogers. He's been gave so many chances off Selic. Still can't get himself fit and still can't perform. And he gets paid a healthy wage. How is Sutton out of order there? Because the problem that I had with, with Sutton going for him is, see, after watching the game, after watching the overall team performance, he went for the one guy who, for me watching the game, came on, showed a bit Changed of heart, a bit of fight, bit he of was, spirit. He was, he, was, he was asked about, he was asked, but Daniel Curry asked him about, asked him about Griffiths. Mm-hmm. And I don't I think you can argue with what Sutton's what his assessment what Gri- where Griffiths is at the now. I think it's Sutton's assessment of where Griffiths is at the now is pretty much everybody's assessment, Stevie. It's mm-hmm. not that. It's the it's the language that he used and it was it was like a personal attack. The way that you can do it, you can go like that. I Griffiths. You just sound like somebody for a phone in there. Aye, shut up, man. You're you did. I don't want you. I seen what you on about. You fucking were agreeing with me to start until you're parting. Aye, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? No, listen, too. You, you can say that, right? But here's the deal. Bob's just explained it to me in a better way than what you did, and now I've, I've changed the way I feel. All right, okay. But I, I, I think you, you'll change the way you feel as well. No, I, I agree. I agree with what Sutton was saying. What I'm saying is, there's ways I, I to agree with you that if he said so, that about so, a woman, that it would right, be. right, right. Here, I'm going to ask. Toll and Ryan, a, a quick question, then we'll move on for this, right? I just want to ask you, what words did Sutton use that offended you? Every fucking thing that came out of his mouth. You've not, honestly, you need to be specific. It's not, it's not specific words, because the, the specific words that he used did summarise what we all think. You know, Griffiths, he's not, been in, he's not been in shape. He's not been kind of firing all cylinders this season. And that's fine. Totally, totally accept that. But it was the way that, after watching that game, <clears throat> he was the one guy that he went for. He do you know, went, he do you know what going, it is? Kept going right. and kept going, and you're like, right, get off his back. Like, you Ryan, know. I don't I understand. <laughs> right, but my, what, what in the back of my mind as well is, which I think has pissed me off about it, something's deflecting away for Lennon's shortfalls that night, that night in particular. 
right? At no point does he criticise Lennon. At no point, right? And you're starting to see all these ex-Celic players coming out. You've got fucking Petrov, you've got Lambert, you've got Sutton, and they're all... It's El Yunusi, it's fucking Griffiths. It's everybody apart from Lennon. And by the way, apparently, Lee Griffiths fucking got a hold of him after it. I don't know what the fuck really? happened, but he's quite right, because, do you know what? It's, but it's, mate, it's, something that just ran in Griffiths when I caught him. <laughs> Let, let's talk about Rangers in Europe. Yeah, I'm coefficient as usual. Ab- by the way, absolutely, and I mentioned that on Celtic daft. That's, uh, the words were, thank fuck for Rangers, because if, if they keep going well, then we won't lose this Champions League spot. That's honestly God. I said that right, but I thought I thought Rangers' performance was excellent last week. I thought they were was, I thought they were brilliant. Right, it doesn't it doesn't help Benfica uh, when your man gets sent off, but it it it's borderline isn't it. But I, I think he has got to go. But Rangers done everything that they could after that. They fucking they went hell for leather against them. And like I said earlier on, it could have been at one point he could have been five one up. And it was, <clears throat> the game would have been cut and dried, but it's just you's kind of suffered through what Celtic have been suffering with. It just the wee tiny lapses in defensive concentration, man. And Hollander uh, just had a fucking nightmare. Hollander yeah. had a horrible night. Horrible and I think Arfield should have kind of calmed down. He was that was the total wrong time to be trying to get it forward to Morelos. And it's it's weird because as soon as he does that, man, two minutes come up on the board, and you're thinking, I was sitting there thinking at least three, four. And you're like, two minutes, come on, we can hold on two minutes. As soon as the board went up, they put the ball in the back of the net, man. It was, it was like, it was, it felt like a defeat, but end it of the did, day, it, it did. Aye, it was, yeah. was kind of the same as what happened to us in France. You see, it, the, when the draw was made, and somebody would go like that to you, oh, geez, a draw in Lisbon. Mm-hmm. You'd a better Aye, hand after it. it. Right, Aye, but it's, it. it's just I the same I, because he's been two goals up, I still think that that performance in France by Celtic was a really good performance, even though we gave away the two goals. It, again, we, we took a draw before the game with Widow Street. I think he's kind of need to look at the positives. I think he's will do them at Ibrox. So I don't, I don't oh, know, man. That's gave them mega confidence that they, they... I don't know. I think it's the other way about, too. I think that'll definitely be our hardest game. See, um, the thing, if... Uh, the way I was looking at it, the first five, ten minutes, it was like when we played Leverkusen, I thought, we're going to get absolutely fucking annihilated here. We're going to get cuffed. Then they get the man sent off. But the way we played when they went do to ten men is the best I've ever seen us playing under Gerard at the time. Some of the football was unbelievable. And when Kent hit the post, you're going, that's been 4-1. There was a chance before that and Orkham been 5-1. But like Grado says, when two minutes goes up, you're going right two minutes. I thought it'd have been three or four. You're going, let's get a sell the line. Morelos is breathing out his arse. Arfield tries to play him in. When all you need to do is check out it, start again, keep the ball up the road, three points, and you'd be fucking top of the group. But you might have took it beforehand. But when they come to Ibrox, it's going to be a different fucking animal, I think, man. Because they're a good, good team. They're a very good team. They did look tidy at times, like really tidy at times. And they've got a couple of players that you can tell are just that, that wee bit above the rest of them, you know what I mean? Aye, so, aye. if he's contemporary them, then I don't see any reason why he's kind of got a good result out of this one at all. I think we beat Liege at Ibrox. Poznan, Gennady Poznan will be a hard game, but I think if we beat Liege at Ibrox and then try and something to Benfica, we're through. But, but even at that, if you get a, a decent result at Benfica and you beat uh, Standard Liege, then I think he's will win the group. Possibly, mate. Possibly. We'll see. But weekend's football. Good result for you at Fir Park, mate. Scoosh 
it was. Do you know what? I fucking I was night shift the night before and I missed the game. So I had to sit and watch it all back. And see when you know the score and you're sitting watching it. Satisfying sitting and watching it. Oh, it's, it's so much easier. You've not got that aye. fucking tightness in your aye. body and all that. But aye, aye, a, aye. A, great, a great response by El Yanusi, a great response by the team as well. And uh, aye, four goals at, at Motherwell's a decent haul, especially the way they've been playing. No eight goals right enough, is it? Uh, do you know something, man? Grado said it the other night, man. I actually felt sorry for Hamilton. I did. did. Felt sorry uh, for no for Hamilton. I felt sorry for Brian Rice. Oh, Brian I Rice. Like aye, him, man. Aye. I did like listening aye. to him. And then, did they not get the good beat last night? Did they not? They could beat us. Oh, uh, put him at the cup. Aye, aye. man. Which is funnily enough, it's a, it's a good topic that thank fuck they won last night. <laughs> 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 aye, exactly. The guests we've got today, man. No, but the weekend, man, again, Taverni is playing the fucking. Best football he's probably ever going to play in his life. The team was good. Jack got rested at half time. We rested Steve Davis. Zungu got his debut where Grado was purring over. That first 90 seconds, man, he yeah. looks different class. But we were due to batter a team. And, uh, Aye. I, but do you know that way? Like, even before the Hamilton game, every game is like a cup final. I still had mega butterflies in my stomach, even for the Hamilton at home. That's just the way it's going to be until the Aye. end of the season. But it was tremendous, man. Right, so on the show today, we've got a man who's been everywhere in football. He's played at Rangers, Falkirk, Hull, Hartlepool, Swansea, Bristol Rovers, Carlisle, Hibs, Cheltenham, Sago... What the fuck's that? Sago Car. Sago Car and Muhan Bagan in India. <laughs> St Mirren, Airdrie, Jesus Christ, still in Albion. And he now plays his Bye. trade with Stranra and scored Bye. a goal last night. It is Daryl Duffy. What a CV that is, isn't it? What no half, CV man. No half. Take, that is genuinely Jim Hamilton material, isn't it? Uh, is, I man, take it. it John set this one up then because he played with Falkirk then. Aye, aye, aye. aye. The Football Daft open line is back as we invite you on to the show to speak to our expert panel. Or you might just need to speak to me, Grado and Chris and Ryan. You can maybe chip in as well. You might want to talk about the Hearts documentary on the BBC, I want to talk about that, Brilliant. or get Grado to try and steal a dog. <laughs> and Alex from Trademate Sports has some top tips for bookie bashing this weekend. And on the big question we ask, what jobs should footballers do after their careers are over? Football daft with G4 claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Call them now on 01698 767 172. Right, well, she's back with a vengeance. It's Nicole for G4 Claims to tell us all about what the guys over there do. How are you doing, Nicole? I'm okay, thanks. How are you guys? Good, it's good, good to see you. Living the dream, Nicole, living the dream. Oh, of course, of course, yeah. Same here, same here. Oh, good man. <laughs> so you've been busy, hen? <laughs> I have been kept. No I shit, smoke, no man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to I'm a taxi driver. <laughs> 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 what time you want Ah, you bastard. That was what time you finish, guy? <laughs> I am, I'm not your taxi driver. <laughs> oh, man. It's because we've done all the small talk now we've started doing the bit, man. It's all fucking gone, man. <laughs> I tell you, Nicole, Nicole, see if you, see if you um, were a taxi driver and we were in an accident on the way home, what would you do? Well, immediately I would I would get these all signed up with G4 claims. How can um, we help us? And 
<laughs> so, G4 Claims is a non-fault accident management company. So, why would you contact your own insurance? Why would you risk a mark getting put against your own policy? Whether it's temporary or not, it will affect your policy. Why would you risk having to pay your excess up front and waiting your insurance, sending it back? You know, who has 500, £1,000 excess sitting about? Not a lot of people, so you don't want to be doing that. If an accident is not your fault, you want to be using uh, the third-party insurance direct. So that's the person who has caused the accident. It should be their insurance picking up the bill, and we can handle that for you. So we'll provide you a like-for-like replacement hire vehicle whilst your car's off the road. We'll get your car repaired and an improved body shop of your choice or of your choice if you don't have one. We, if your car is written off, we will get an independent engineer to value your car so that you're happy with the value and you're not left in any day of negative equity and we'll get that recovered from the third party insurance for you. If you have a sore neck, sore back, any sort of injuries from the accident, we'll be all signed up for your whiplash claim as well. And everything we do is totally free to you. We bill everything to the at-fault insurance. Also, we'll never waste your time. So if you think that, you know, is an accident my fault, is it not? Phone us in and ask the question. You know, we'll tell you what's right and wrong. We'll guide you in the right direction. Don't think for a minute that because someone at the scene of an accident told you you're at fault, then you're at fault, because that isn't always the case. So make sure if you're in an accident, phone us first, because if we can help you, we will. G4 claims, not at fault claims, made easy. Made easy. Made easy. Football daft with G4 claims. Find them on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at G4 Claims Limited. Right, welcome to the Football Daft Open Line, where anything goes. This is the part of the show where we give you the chance to ask our panel anything you want. You can come on, you can talk football, you can talk Tam Spragans, talk about Chelsea Bob and his plans to win Kimback in River City. I don't know about that is, but we'll go with it. Um, as usual, we've got a panel <laughs> of football experts. Um, I use that term very, very loosely. Uh, first up, Stephen Keevans. How you doing, mate? I'll take it. I'm good, mate. I'm good. I'm looking forward to whatever gets flung my way. And, no. you're, and you're joined by Chris Delahunt. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I wonder if you like this one. Graham Sutton. How you doing, Oh, you, oh you guys. Oh. Come on. Hey. Anyway, hey. I want to know. Kim's a murderer. Kim's a murderer. Oh. No, I, I can't. I can't. I, I can neither Better. confirm or deny. You can't ask him that. You can't ask him that. You can you can tease me there with the Kim stuff, so I, I wanted to take him Because the fans are going to So, boys, let's get to our first caller then. So, first up is Jack Graham. He's a Rangers fan, and he's got a question about Rangers centre-halves. What's up, man? How are you doing? No bad, mate. How's seeing Murray? How's things, How mate? How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I do not bad, man, yourself. Good, mate, good. What do you love? I stay doing it here. See you. Yeah. Aye, mate. Aye, best pals. I like that scarf in the background there, Jack. Are you saying? It's a nice wee scarf in the background there, mate. Oh, I've got one, I've got two. Oh, 
Nice, mate. Nice, nice. This is why we Sorry. need to start going back to the studio, man, because he's gone out and I'm going, do you go to Ellis for your dinner? <laughs> I just like, I can't listen to that. They'll go, listen to that daft day to try to ask him where he goes for his dinner or that. Just be sitting there going, do you go to Ellis Yeah, Ellis is class to be fair. As man, isn't it? That's good. Jack, you've got a question about Rangers centre-halves. Aye, mate. Obviously, uh, it's Colton's kind of been the kind of standard. He's always going to be your first one in for start 11 and the rotation has been between Balogun and Hollander. But my question is, the forgotten man, Katic, how is he ever going to get work his way back in when Balogun's kind of outperformed the expectations, so to speak, and Hollander's playing so well? Aye, it's a, it's a tough one. I mean, obviously, Katic, with injury go, first and foremost, you just don't know what player a player's going to be like coming back for injury in the first place, do you know what I mean? So we're lucky we've got Hollander there, We've got Balogun, both of them are, like you say, they've exceeded expectations and Goldson is the mainstay. He's the glue that holds the defence together this season, but it looks at it. But I still think Katic, he's young. He's last season, I think he exceeded expectations as well when he first signed for Rangers. So if you can get him back fit, he's, I don't, it's a good problem to have, but he's going to have to be really on his game to get a place Aye. ahead in the day three. Do you know what I mean? But you think, Gredo? I, I think it's exact same. Katic is young, um, but look, I, I feel comfortable in every position just now. It's great. We've got we've got a couple of players, a couple of good players for each position. So it is a good a good word to have. But I, I'm gutted for Katic. Do you know what I mean? I really am. But I, I'm thinking that he probably wouldn't have featured anyway. The more I think about it, with you think, I don't know. I, I think he would. Uh, I, well, I think I, I I no, I think he would have. I just don't think we would have right. seen Balogun. Balligan is great to have for you know aye. the experience that he's got and he spoke, spoke about it in interviews. I think he'll be like a right kind of David Weir type of mentor to the centre halves. Definitely, man. I mean it's like you say, man, it's a good it's a good problem to have. But Katic, I mean, you even seen like his, his posts on Instagram and stuff, he was in some shape at the start of the season, he was looking like an absolute machine. Do you know what I mean? But aye, it's aye. a shame what happened. But I don't know, mate, it's a good problem to have. Aye, he just needs to stay off the uh, what do you call it? <coughs> the gas. That... The gas. <laughs> he needs to say he's gas to the gills, according to Celtic fans, know what I mean? Aye, I see. <laughs> I've, I've got no fucking idea what you're talking about. You never is, he a, like, is he a tank now? Aye, he did. He came back for pre-season and he was massive for the gym, but I were, I'm taking a piss out of the Celtic fans. Oh, well, he's like fans saying he was uh, on the gear. Uh, right, aye. okay. Aye, right, I'm sorry, mate. I didn't pick you up. I'm like, is he, is he, is he buzz gas or something? <laughs> fucking hell. No, I was using wrestling terms there, mate. I know, mate. I don't know how I've no fucking picked it up. I've done it for like, you, mate. There has been a lot of signatures in the petition this week to get us all tested, so you never know what I mean. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. But Jack, cheers, mate. Thank you, bud. Thank you, pal. Hey, thanks. See you later. Thanks, Jack. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye-bye. Right, next up, we've got Jimmy. He wants to ask a question about Scotland. Oh, it's me, Jimmy! Yeah, it's me, Jimmy! <laughs> 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 the, the, the second... Who do So these, this is the two little people of professional wrestling in Scotland, isn't it? Two. Have you recovered from your boot at you and the boys and took the hardcore belt off you, my man? Oh, I've never got with that. Aye, did you? I never. There we go. <laughs> never forget, bro. Pil- I mean, how's it going? I'm not bad, sir. How's it still going, though? I've uh, it's been a long time since I've bumped into you because obviously the wrestling shows are off just now. It's a bit of a shame, but I've got you on Facebook. I'm sure you were, You said you had interviews for Jobs last week. How did you go on? Oh, I couldn't knock back. Ah, you're joking, mate. 
Good to see you, mate. What's your question today about Scotland? Where and what were you doing the last time you were in the, the World Cup? That's a great question. I was in school. I, came, I walked in for school early and sat and watched Scotland v Brazil with my dad. John Collins scored the penalty. Me and my dad were buzzing. Then we lost a goal after it. But I just at school, mate. That's how long ago it was. Do you know what? I can remember that day clear as day. Wednesday, Aye. the tenth of June, nineteen ninety-eight. I remember there was a Scotland flag in the air. <laughs> I don't know if a plane managed to do it, or whatever. But they put the St Andrews Cross up in the sky. I remember going down to the club watching it with all my family, and the, the streets were empty because I remember at half time, um, I was hungry, and my mom gave me a pound to go for a bag of chips. And there was no motors in the street, absolutely nothing. The, the chip shop was empty. The only reason why the chip shop was open was because the guy that ran it was Italian. And that was the only reason why he was open. So I do remember it, man. It was brilliant. I loved it. I heard that the chippy was closed the next day when Italy played Serbia. And they, <laughs> their opening group match. You remember I, that? I was just going to say, I can't remember the last time Grado answered a question and didn't mention a chippy. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a story pretty much the same as yours, Stevie. I left school early. I think they let us away early. Aye, I think My school was at the top of my house, so we've all got our Scotland tops on in school that day as well. They allowed us to wear our mm-hmm. Scotland tops into school. So mm-hmm. down, the, down the road, all my pals came to my house and we watched the, the game in my house. And do you remember, remember when we took the lead? We, we took the lead. And oh. It's like, uh, we're fucking winning this whole tournament. We're beating Brazil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're Brazil. Aye, and aye. then Tom, Tom Boyd goes and fucking puts an OG in, doesn't he? Aye, but, aye. What a day that was, man. Do you remember well, it, Jimmy? I, I was 14. Right. And I, had, uh, I, was, I had football for PE, and we were trying to get away early, but the teacher wasn't for having it. Oh, that's pass. That's a shame. So, do you think we're going to do it tonight then, Jimmy? I fucking hope so. <laughs> Fingers crossed, mate. Fingers crossed. But anyway, here, by the way, that this guy had been on football daft before, before any years. He's not that high. Well, not Ryan. You were on before him, weren't you? Uh, I was on before yes. him at all. Oh, was you? Aye. Are you? Remember, remember, you came on to Hingway. You came on. You got me to phone in for because uh, you couldn't get somebody to talk about Celtic the night before. Remember, I don't remember that. That's mad. Anyway, 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 Jimmy, good to see you, pal. All the best, mate. Cheers, cheers. Cheers, Cheers, Jimmy. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. And our last caller today is Ross McLeod. He's a Rangers fan and he's got questions about both the Celtic (laughs) and Rangers managers. All right, Ross, what's happening? All right, man. How are you doing, Ross? How's things? Oh, Oh, did you get why the retro taps? Is that the goalie one? Uh, would you call it Ryan was at mine watching the rest of the other night and I went see the old boot that does night shift she's a nurse next door she wrote my Rangers tap while I was out uh, would you call it at the shops didn't want to wake her she's on night shift for the next three days so I had to wait three days to get my tap off oh you're joking man you're joking are you talking about Ryan up there Ryan Fihingley is that you Ryan you're talking about right you use pals aye I, I wouldn't wait, say wait, wait, wait a minute where the fuck <laughs> where jersey is that let me see that jersey it's the oh, new retro that. ones. <laughs> <laughs> so, Castori have actually brought out retro Rangers jerseys. They're throwing everything at us, too. They're throwing everything at I know, I know. I, I know. actually know that band. It's quite a nice shirt, right? Nah, it's nice. I think they're doing everything that they can to like, 
get their uh, respect back up just because of that kid on the start of the year. It feels as if they're just throwing everything at us, isn't they, Bob? Aye, they're nice to There's cracking, cracking, there's a cracking wange jacket that's superb, Aye. man, but you kind of get it, it's an adult, you kind of get it for an adult size, but anyway. How are you I doing, class, Ross? I class it's a fruity the loom number. Now <laughs> <laughs> you're retro chats, Chris. I love these shits, mate. Honestly, I'm right. I'm I'm down with them. You could spit through some of them, but I love the fuckers. <laughs> hey, so Ross, you've got two questions then. Um, go with your first one. Don't ask me a dead fuck my question, mate. I can't be asked. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's simple enough. <laughs> um, so it's basically just about both managers on both sides of the old firm. Uh, obviously, we've seen Lennon come under a bit of fire. Do you think, win or lose... Lennon will be there next season and do you think Gerard would still be there this season if this last season was not car because of COVID? Uh, I'll, I'll take any winning one. Um, I think that this is Lennon's last season at Celtic regardless of what happens. I think that the pressure's getting to him and I think he'll do his famous cut and run that he does anytime he's anywhere. So I think this will be the last season that we'll see Lennon as the Celtic manager. And to be honest with you, it can't come fucking quick enough for me than mm-hmm. Ross. I was just, I was just thinking, he's uh, Lowell's man, obviously. He was hired after the cup final. It's a sort of thing, if Celtic get the 10, he can say, right, I was proved right, I can get him out. Mm-hmm. No embarrassment to me. And if they don't get the 10, then he'll not be there because the sport won't allow it. Exactly, you're absolutely right. He's in a no-lose situation if he leaves this season. Right. And that's 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 the way I see it. You know what I mean. Your other question about Gerard. Do you think Gerard would have uh, would he still be here if we managed to finish the season and, and no win the league? Is that what you mean? Uh, aye, just because obviously we had aye. we did have a game on and we did have two games against Celtic. So you know the, the the gap could have went down. You know I think we all accepted Celtic were winning the league once it went thirteen clear. But do you think you know if it went? Maybe if Celtic went twenty points clear, maybe Jank Gerrard would have got the book. Uh, what no. do you think, Bob? I don't think he no. would have. I don't want to hit no, him because I, I think his money's in the bank with what he's done in Europe with his last season. Uh, mm-hmm. I think if we don't win a trophy this season, well, we need to win the league this season. We all know the importance of winning the league, but if he doesn't at least win a trophy this season. I think Gerard would accept he's been a failure and he would go himself. And I think I, if he doesn't win in this season, he'll be off. I think. Yeah, I know. I know that report like results mean a lot, right? But in my opinion, the job that Stephen Gerrard's done at Rangers in the three years that he's been there has been nothing short of phenomenal. Mm-hmm. See, mm-hmm. he get them, he get them to where they are just now with what he inherited. It's incredible. And mm. if you look at it as well, Neil Lennon, he inherited uh, he inherited Brendan Rodgers' side that were firing in all cylinders and the team have actually regressed. So, if you, you know, I think, I think Gerard would have still been there this season regardless and mm. I wouldn't be surprised if, and it's a big if, if they don't win anything this season, I think he'll still be there next season because he's got a board behind him that are buying into what he's doing. And he's got a fan base behind him that are buying into what he's doing as well. And I think the longer he's there, the, the success is going to come at some point. Well, do you know what? I don't know if I'd be surprised if if, if Gerard does win the league this season. It wouldn't surprise me if, if, if he left then. And I don't know, obviously I'd be upset, but I would get the feeling, all right, this is what he was set out today. He's <clears> won <throat> us the league. Thanks very much, Stephen Gerard. That kind of thing. I, 
I, I, I've got a feeling just the way we're playing in Europe, if we win the league, I think there's going to be clubs sniffing, sniffing in a bit. It's going to be too hard for us to try and keep them at Ibrooks. But as I said, I'd be gutted, but I wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't see, want anything. See what you don't want. What you don't want for, for a Celtic perspective looking in on Rangers. If I was a Rangers fan, what I wouldn't want, the two things that you don't want right now is you don't want Gareth Southgate leaving the England post and you don't want Jurgen Klopp leaving the Liverpool post. Because mm-hmm. he's going to be on their radars, and I know it might be. You know what? I might be. I might be stretching a wee bit here, but he's building up a fucking good CV, right? He really is. And all right, he's not won a trophy yet, but you can tell the way that he's going, his philosophies, the way he gets his team playing, the way he coaches them, the way he's, he's obviously brilliant with the motivating as well. You know, what I mean, I think he's going to go on to become a really fucking good manager. And like you said, there, Gredo. As I, I think the only way that he leaves Rangers now is if Liverpool or England come calling. I remember it was the <clears throat> on Rangers TV it was the Galatasaray game and we had to remember we'd like a fucking star studded lineup, Gredo with Walter Smith and there was Sunis, McCann. I remember talking to when Gerard came up after it and he was talking about Emma Dodge and that and Walter Smith was there and Walter says to him, You just need that first trophy and then it'll just keep it'll come. It's gonna come, just get that first trophy. <laughs> But I think Gerard knows himself, man. I think it's all fair and well what we've done, man. But at Rangers, you need to win silverware. Right. And he's mentioning that in every interview aye. now, isn't he? He's aye. going, aye. Uh, Alfredo Manelos, you know, he's breaking the Rangers record to the European goal Don't tally. compare him to McCoyster and all He that, was man. more interested in going, well, he can start accepting plaudits like that once he's won silverware like Alan McCoy, so you can aye. tell. And it's more than, more than one occasion he's been on like that. Mm-hmm. I, do you know I think he's got a wee hang about Morelos but there's a wee hang there with Morelos I think I don't think it's unhe- unhealthy but aye no. well that's true that's true mm-hmm. aye but aye, to answer your question mate I think Lennon will be away at the start of next season regardless I think Gerard will be away if he doesn't win in but if he does win something well hopefully man I think you need to remember Gerard I know I think Michael Beale's a lot of it Michael Beale has a lot of the stuff that goes on in the training pitch and stuff I think it's odd isn't it Michael See, what you're saying there about Michael Beale, that's my worry, Ross, with Celtic. Because I've got, I, I feel as if John Kennedy's actually the Celtic manager. Right? Mm-hmm. And I know that that might sound a wee bit foreign, right? But Lennon's no on the training ground, right? He's, he's admitted last week, by the way, lads, after you've written the push at me, he's come out and said, I, we had a meeting. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. And then, he, then he's turned around and said, which is something that I've not done for a long, long time. I mean, to go over mm. the weekend, the weekend wow. of the the European game. Now, why is a manager not mm. not there taking taking these things on? That's part of the job. What's he winning getting paid for? See if he's not in the training ground and he's not in the he's not in the the dressing room going over the tactics and stuff like that. What is he actually fucking doing? Toll, toll. Why ain't you can't do? Man, you're single one guy out here, and you're getting a bit, you're getting a bit. Hey, you're just single one guy out here, mate. I'm getting a bit offended by your partner here, mate. I never, I never made any personal attacks on the guy. I just want to know what the fuck he's doing. Yeah, Ross. See, every time I glance at you, I just keep thinking Ian Coral. Me. Every time I glance at you, Grado, Grado, Red Lightning. Red Lightning, aye. And you know what I think? I quite like your laugh. I like your laugh, laugh again, go. I would you call it a day a wrestling podcast with producer Ryan right, right. Oh, I and I interviewed Rudo and he was brand new 
But I was once then live tweeting for a wrestling pay-per-view and Chris Toll tweeted me and it resulted in thousands of Chris Toll followers sending me abuse. Oof, really? What happened? What happened there, man? surprised me. There's a wee... Toll's get previous on social media, mate. Toll's get previous. <laughs> There's a wee joke in our podcast. I love Billy Gunn. I think he's smashing. And Road Dog clipped up. There was like a brawl and Road Dog clipped up and I went, there's that guy that owes his career to Billy Gunn. It was a wee joke. And Chris told me... <laughs> oh, don't swag your Road Dog, my man. So Chris told re- responded, I think you're talking rubbish there. So then... I had a bunch of people that have obviously seen Chris Toll's tweet. Oh, saying, fuck's sake, man. <laughs> saying, aye, you're talking rubbish, aye. And then I start getting abused towards Billy Gunn. I'm like, I'm not actually Billy Gunn. I've just tweeted a like. <laughs> 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 by, the way, by the way, I love, I love Billy Gunn, but Road Dog was always a man in the new age out was for me. Oh, no, I love both of them. It was just to annoy people with the podcast because I don't shop on uh, the film. Uh, you know, <laughs> that's, that's, that was my point about uh, anyway, social media. Somebody sees something and everybody jumps on the back of ah, it. And right. it's, it's a nightmare, man. But listen, that, that obviously wasn't intended, Ross. No, no, I don't have that. Ross, I'm really sorry. On behalf of Football Daft, we apologise. On... It's been a long road, but as long as I've got an apology, you know, I think I can... And <laughs> uh, obviously, I mean... We're really deeply saddened to hear of this news and obviously we hope Chris Toll can learn from it and move on and we will have a meeting after the show today. <laughs> yeah, it's a meeting. I fucking love a meeting. <laughs> Thanks very much for coming on, Ross. That was a good question, mate. Cheers, no, mate. No Thanks, Cheers. Ross. Get on, Ross, mate. Catch you after. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Right, there you go. That's another football daft open line done and dusted for the week. John said it last week and I'll say it again. We need some more varied callers, more varied questions on this segment. We want River City fans to come on and give I know, man. Listen, see, just any fans eat anything. Anything at all, man. I'm getting inundated with these Rangers calls. We want flight simulator <laughs> calls. People who do Aye. flight simulator. And virtual, back, virtual background calls. <laughs> if you want to come on and talk about hair transplants, I'm your man. Right. If you want to come on and talk about lack of hair transplants, I'm your fucking man. Football Daft with G4 Claims. Find them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at G4 Claims Limited. At Football Daft, we want to help you out with this brand new way to beat the bookies, TradeMateSports.com. It's a new tool for sports traders that calculates the true odds of a sporting event and signals when the bookies make mistakes so that you can exploit them using value betting. In betting markets, there are a few market leaders that, are the, that the rest of the markets follow, and TradeMate Sports have worked to identify these markets leaders, which has enabled them to calculate the true odds in different sport markets. The true odds being the odds that most accurately reflects the actual probability of an outcome. Now, because bookmakers often offer different odds on the same games, inefficiencies occur in the sports betting markets. Their algorithm compares the true odds to the, to the odds of more than 100 bookmakers to look for deviations, then signals these deviations in real time, enabling you to exploit them. Last week, Alex, the Tedmate Sports, picked a winner with goals scored. So here he is with a wee bit more information and a tip for this weekend. G'day, Football Daft listeners. Alex here from Trademate Sports once again. Unfortunately, I don't have any tips for you this week just because our model doesn't really predict any of the outcomes of international games or anything like that. Um, but good news was last week we got two out of two, which is nice. Both uh, Chelsea scoring the Chelsea game, I think, had five goals. So 
covered the over 2.75 and also covered the plus 0.25 on Crystal Palace. So two winners there, which is great. Uh, so I thought I'd just drop you a bit of, little, little bit more of an educational piece this week. So I want to talk about variance. So those two picks last week could well and truly have lost. Um, and it wouldn't, it wouldn't really had anything to do with my opinion or, you know, me just giving out a terrible bet and stuff like that. It's more just down to variance and, uh, and the mathematical side of betting. So I just wanted to give you guys a little bit of education around that. Like I could flip a coin 50 times. It's a 50-50 chance. It should be 25 on heads, 25 on tails. It's probably not going to happen. It's probably going to happen, you know, maybe 20 times on heads and 30 on tails. It's a lot of randomness involved, even though it's a split down the middle 50-50 chance. So just remember that uh, that although odds are very accurate at predicting the true odds of a game, um, there's so much randomness and variance involved in sports betting. You can only really judge your results over thousands and thousands of bets. So... Yeah, that's the good thing about TradeMate Sports. You can easily get in a 1,000 bets in two or three weeks. Um, so, yeah, go start a free week trial and uh, start your value betting journey. So get involved with TradeMateSports.com right now and support Football Daft by checking out the link in the episode bio or heading to our social media, Football Daft Pod, on Twitter or just plain old Football Daft on Facebook. Let's get bookie bashing. Football Daft's Big Question. This week's big question was off the back of something we were talking about last week. Former Rangers, Falkirk and Morton defender Luca Gasparato has given up football to pursue a career as a tree surgeon in his native Canada. So we asked what jobs should footballers do after they give up the game? What do you think, Troops? Get into the media. Come on, pod, podcast. That's the best one, isn't it? Ah, that's what you've, I think a lot... Because 20, 25 years ago, they never heard that. Uh, really, today with football, what was it? Maybe getting into agent and training, taking your licenses Aye. and all that. But now, if I was a young man, I'd be writing about it. See, like, so like, see, just for example, right, there's Tony Watt still playing football, but he's already into Twitch and stuff like that. He'll be sorted Aye. once he gets uh, once he finishes football because he'll have the gift of the gabbing on it to talk. Um, Plus, he's, he's been on the show as well. He has been on the show. He's, he's absolutely brand new. So, yeah. I think something like that. But then, remember, we were talking to um, Andy Little the other week. Hey, I've seen his Instagram quite a bit. He knows what he's doing, man. We're all proper again. I fucking. I've, I've, got, I've got a few ex footballers on Facebook, and they're hungry. They're uh, like Barry John Core in particular, is mm. into, the, into the property game. Aye, and you want to see. The pictures that they put up, see, he flips them, like he, he buys a house or whatever, does them up, and then sells it. Aye. And see what he does with these gaffes, man. Honestly, Aye. God, I would, I would Last love to be able to do something like that. Honestly, I really would. And then you remember, remember the guy I go and I played football with a few times, Jamie Mitchell. He uh-huh. does all finance game and all that. Oh, there's mm-hmm. so many things that the day that I quite Andy Littles was really interesting. Even that Jamie Mitchell, and he was on all that stuff. Dead interesting hearing. A totally different side of what they're doing for football, do you know what I mean? Well, I think a lot of football players as well, they've got the options because if they're earning loads of money during their career, man, they can basically get anything they want. Just just saw about using their money rightly, and it's like... Aye, aye. See, if, see if, you invest, if you invest wisely while you're a footballer, then what you what you do after you finish in football is completely up to you. As long as you've mm-hmm. got the funds to do it. If, you, mm-hmm. if you've played at a decent level, you know what I mean? And if, if you've been wise with your money. So it's not aye, something aye. that everybody can do, but definitely it was it's something that I would love to be able to get into. If it, aye, if it was me, man, I was a football player and I was earning decent, though, I'd well be getting the media side of it. Definitely. 
100%. But the listeners have gave us some examples here. Ross Johnson says Shane Duffy could be a scarecrow as he moves like one. I Great patter. All right then. Rab says Lee Griffiths working in the Tunnock's Tea Cake Factory. Oh, these are lovely. Oh, no. Right. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, there's William <laughs> says, uh, William says ball and goalie would make a good holiday rep. This is kind of, you know, this is poor here. This is middle of the road, isn't it? Uh, I suppose, Joe. Let's, 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 come on. The folk listening to the show, they've not got many options. They can't, there's nobody coming on here being serious. They all want to be, they want their, they want their day, they want their 15 minutes of fame. So let's just laugh at them. Right. right, and Joe says former Falkirk player Denon Lewis could become a reality TV reject. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan Gallen says Bilal Mojni would make a cracking boxer. <laughs> and I say Stephen Thompson would make a good representative for Burton. That's pretty good. <laughs> oh! Ian <laughs> thinks Alan McCoy's would make a decent gardener. <laughs> And Gordon Wheel says Kevin McAllister could be a home security engineer. Oh. <laughs> I don't get that one, but it's a good one. Is it not a day with Home Alone, no? Home Alone reference. Oh, Kevin McAllister. I, I thought course. you would have got that, mate. I, I should have got that. It's one of my favourite films. So there we go. Get your, get your oh. questions in next week. Sorry if I couldn't kind of fast with this one, but there you go. Thanks to everybody that sent in their uh, compilations of what you should be as a football player when they finish. That was good. Football daft. With G4 Claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Get them now at notatfaultclaims.com. The ProSet Playoff is back with piesports.com. You know, with Scottish football fans eating over a million pies a year, um, it's probably not the best number because I eat a quarter of those. Um, we'd love to bring <laughs> to your home a real taste of Scottish football in the form of a range of fans' favourites scotch, steak and gravy, and macaroni pies. Ordering is done on the website via the Pie Stall page or by calling the SOS hotline on 0141-799-9999. Delivery of the pies is currently free of charge to a bunch of postcodes. You'll find them on the website, piesports.com. And deliveries will be made either Friday or Saturday of the weekend and you can choose which day you get them delivered. So, playing for the pies today, it's David. How you doing, David? Not bad, mate, not bad. So I, I get what you mean now, Grado. Aye, it's cool. Like it. It's as if he's uh, phoning us for like maybe what's abroad or something, like that, and it's like maybe he does. Aye, Aye. maybe he does. We don't. We don't know what's outside that window. That could be the fucking Eiffel yeah. Tower out there. <laughs> 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 to be fair, where are, you, where are you calling us from? Oh, is it Motherwell? Motherwell. Aye. Motherwell. Aye. 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 I'll go for Paul. Oh, yes, come on. Oh, Wait, so are, you a, are you a Motherwell fan, David? I'm, mate. I'm keeping that local. Uh, sorry, yeah, sorry to hear that, mate. Sorry to hear that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Did you listen to Keith Lasley on the show? No, no, I've missed him. Did you? Wow. Mate, what do you mean you missed them? You can fucking get them whenever you want. They're on the website. I <laughs> know. Oh, <laughs> I know. My mum was probably watching that one. They've seen the big that's silver pot. That's the same as my favourite. Right, so David, you need to pick a buzzer. Then, what's your buzzer sound going to be for this? Uh, 
Uh, that, uh, <laughs> Good, mate, I like it, I like it. I like it. I better buzzer noise than that. Um, we normally pull out a name from the hat, but he wants Chris, so we'll give him Chris then. Uh, Chris, what's your oh, what's yours going to be? What's my buzzer? Well, going by the weekend, I'll say my buzzer's El Yanusi! <laughs> <laughs> right, so the rules are simple. I'm going to read the description of a footballer from the 1991-92 Scottish Pro Set card set. Um, and you have to guess who it is by buzzing in when you know the answer. If you do buzz in, however, and you get it wrong, you're out, and the other person gets to guess it. So it's first to two wins. As you know, whoever wins gets the pies. So Chris is desperate for the pies, because I know he, he loved them last week when he had they're them. They're fucking dynamite. <laughs> they are, they're, they're banging, man. They are, they're really, Aye, really man. good. I never got them. Did <laughs> <laughs> you know? Has get delivered to the radio. Aye. <laughs> are you shitting me? Did you not get them? No, because I'm not on the postcode area. Oh, mate. All right, don't worry, David. They deliver in North Lanarkshire, mate. I'm about five minutes <laughs> up the road for you. Aye. <laughs> right, so I'll start this one. He's both ready. Yes. Yep. Okay, so first one. This guy's career began at Aberdeen, making his league debut in 1984. In his six seasons at Petaudry, he won international honours at youth and under-21 level for Scotland before a £250,000 transfer to QPR in 1989. He only played 15 games before returning north signing for Hibs, and after two seasons, he signed for the Saints in time to make his debut on the opening day of the season. Any ideas? When you say Saints, which Saints? Are we talking St. Johnson, St. Mums? Sorry, St. Johnson. St. Johnson. St. Johnson. Right, so he's went, he's went from Aberdeen to QPR, back up to Hibs and on to St. Johnson. Yes. I'm uh, El Yanushi. Go for <laughs> it. Is it. Is it Keith Wright? No, it's not Keith Wright, no. <sighs> David, you got a chance? A good shout there. Though. Is he not getting oh. to see the face now? Ah, uh, you can turn the card round if you want, David. Well, the thing is, I actually don't have the, <laughs> you the card because I've been sent photos of the card. And Ryan, can you do a draw? Photos. Can you do a draw in him? <laughs> <laughs> no, I believe stick men. Can can you know Google him on your phone and hold up? Uh, aye, okay, I'll do that. Then. That's a good choice. <laughs> Always Where think outside the box. <laughs> what would we What would we do without Pardon? Eh? What would we do without Pardon? But make sure it's not a big photo on Sorry, David, this is so unprofessional. <laughs> oh, sorry. This guy's missed 15 calls for his work. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. I, I have got a photo, but I can't, <laughs> can't get rid of the name at the top. <laughs> no. Oh, fuck. Oh, okay. it, literally, it literally has the guy's name at the top. Right, I've got one here. I don't know if you can see properly there. I don't know who that is. No, we're calling it. Nah. Uh, nah, Chris, Chris, you were very close. It's Paul Wright. Paul Wright. You're joking, oh, man. You're people in the buffs and all. So, they got that one, so we'll move on to the next one. This is going to be a horrendous edit job, but I'll make that sound, <laughs> sound clever. <laughs> so, they got that one. So, next one then. So, this guy is from goal-scoring stock. His father, Tony, was a much-travelled centre-forward in the 1960s. His career began at Coventry City, but after five seasons at Highfield Road, a modest fee took him to Portsmouth. His 22 league goals in an 83-84 season attracted attention of England and AC Milan. Three seasons in Italy were followed by a spell... Mm. With Hell, you know, Hull- Hell, you know, 
Yep. Mark Mark Hately. Mark Hately, yeah. correct. One note to Chris. Mark Hately, just going to finish <laughs> off by saying followed by a spell with Glenn Hoddle and Monaco and he was strong in the air. So one note to Chris. Move on to the next one. So this guy was second top scorer at Aberdeen last season with 13 strikes, just one behind Dutch World Cup forward Hans Jillhaus. I think that's how you say it. How you know, she? Yeah. Duncan Shearer. Not Duncan Shearer, not. Oh, he's been on recently. So he played 15 more matches. He was rewarded for his efforts by being voted Scottish PFA Young Player of the Year. Oh, I know who that is. I must know who that is. Has already won the Skull Cup and SFA Cup winners. He's buzzed, Brian. Yep, on you go. It's got to be one of two, and I'm going to go Ian Jeff. Correct. That's what I said. Well played. Well played. Because last week, last week was Scott Booth, wasn't it? Aye. Ian, remember the guys like that? Scott, Scott, and he's starting to do a phone. He's like, Aye. phone box. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, phone box, Jess. <laughs> so here we go, boys. We've got one each then. So we're a shootout for the pies. Um, let's go for the a third shout one. Out. A shootout. You said shout out, man. You said shout out. I said shoot out, away you go. You said shout out? I said shoot out, away you go. This guy made his league oh. debut for Hearts while still a teenager in 1987 and established himself as a regular choice in the season 89-90, the season in which lifelong Hearts supporter won the PFA Young Player of the Year award. He's a Scottish under-21 owner and looks like... Yep. Scott Crabb. Scott Crab, two one. Come on, pies for two. Sorry, you fucking need. Listen to you, you fucking flabby bastard. Anyway, I'm I'm quite offended by how you spoke to Graham there. I knew you were talking to a fat he said that fucking it was out my lips. I was like, oh my god, I can't believe after what I said earlier on. I've just done that. Uh, but listen, David, shame again, mate. You're welcome. You can have the pies. Fine. Nice Thank talk. you very much. That's very generous. Oh, you're welcome. Look at Cheers, me. I'm David. so nice. See if I eat all the pies every time I want, I'd be the size of you. <laughs> <laughs> and remember get sorted with your pies for the games this weekend at piesports.com Football Daft with G4 Claims been involved in a road traffic accident get them now at notatfaultclaims.com whether your English team is Man United, Arsenal, Chelsea or Newcastle the easiest way to watch all the English Premier League action this season is with ExpressVPN not only that but ExpressVPN lets MD in the world get the cheapest EPL subscription on the market because instead of paying for an expensive cable package, you can watch all the live EPL games and full replays for less than four quid a month on Peacock Premium. The catch? It's only accessible from the United States. This is where ExpressVPN comes in. It lets you change your online location to the country of your choice so you can access content that's otherwise locked in your region. You'll get access to all the 380 EPL games this season, plus hundreds of shows like Saturday Night Live, American Ninja Warrior, and Peacock Originals such as Brave New World. I've heard that is top dog. Just fire up ExpressVPN, connect to the United States, and subscribe to Peacock Premium and just watch. So go to expressvpn.com slash daft to get an extra three months of free ExpressVPNs with a one-year 
package, and this goes for anyone, not just our international listeners, uh, the follow lot of them out there. ExpressVPN.com, that's expressvpn.com slash daft for three months. That's expressvpn.com slash daft. Now, let's welcome to Football Daft, a household name of Scottish football. He's played for the likes of Falkirk, Hibs and Rangers and currently giant killing at Stranraer. It's Daryl Duffy. What's happening, mate? How are you doing, boys? You all right? Oh, this is I such a catch, man. This is a catch. We're getting ah, the, the stars have fucking aligned. This <laughs> husband. The stars have aligned. What a result last night, my man. Oh, timing couldn't have been better. Couldn't have been better. Couldn't have picked a better day to go on, to be honest. <laughs> and I imagine... For, any, for anybody that's not, not familiar, what's happened is Daryl's only went and picked the winner in the pokey against Hamilton Ackies last night. First round now. He's, he's just basically just he's just got he just got Brian Rice's jotters last night. He's, Aye, the he's, he's exercising manager, man. He's probably right now time of filming twenty two. I'd say Brian's got a meeting at two o'clock, and <laughs> I don't know. Who's I don't know how you can love yourself. Daryl, how how does it feel to have scored the tenth goal against your ex manager? The tenth goal this week against your ex manager. That must be quite a bit of a stinger. <laughs> It felt good at the time. It felt good at the time, but as soon as the final whistle went, it felt dreadful. Uh, did you just realise? Did, did something click? And you went, ah. Oh, oh, no, that that could be like terrible for him, John. It could be like the final nail <laughs> in his coffin type thing. Now, I actually went up to him. Like if you'd see the highlights of your game, I actually went up to him at the end of the game. And like, can I shake his hand, and give him a cuddle, and said sorry, chipper? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it, don't worry about it, don't worry about it. Away he went. I was like, oh man. Away he went, never to be seen again. Oh, I know. But anyway, it's a brilliant result for Stranard, but man, it's always good to hear stories like that in Fitbanner. It makes it a wee bit more exciting. Good to see the clubs like that. I think somebody said last night, it's only the third time in Stranard's history that we've beat a, a Premiership team. As well, oh, so hi, magic, brilliant for us, brilliant for us, and brilliant for the club. So it's one of, one of the, the one, sorry, one of the biggest results in the club's history. When you look at it like that, it really is. So it's the winner. What a what a fucking achievement, man! Uh, I know, mate. And it's my, my first of the season as well. My first goal of the season as well. First first runner, um brilliant. competitively. So I so magic, mate. Magic. What was the dressing room like last night before the game? Daryl, what was the team talk like? Because obviously Hamlet just came off the back again, absolute pasting. He's just like right in their faces right away, just just get right in about them. Well, it was a bit... Ah, it was a bit like, you know, they're, they're, they'll be wounded at the minute, they'll be they'll be hurting, so don't don't give them anything to kind of G them up and, and give them a spring in their step, you know, kind of get at them, get in amongst them. Um, and if you can get the first goal, then... It'll give us, it'll give us a real chance, and you know, that's that's the way it turned out. We did, we we kind of we done the dirty side, the basic side of it, um, got right in amongst them, didn't let them settle into their game, got the first goal, leading at half time, which I think was massive. Um, they got back into it with, with a set piece, but we didn't let our heads go down, and again we we kept at them and got rewarded with the winner. So I was it was absolutely magic for us, you know, and the boys were absolutely buzzing in the changing room that after, so. That's what you want. Football managers will make you remember. What was uh, the reaction to the Hamilton players? Did you kind of spy on them, arguing with one another, or was it huge doing, or was it anything of note? Uh, there was a bit of, there were, you know, we could hear them and sense that they were getting on each other. Um, and one of the one of the boys come off in the second half, and 
Um, you know, he, he went straight past the straight past the dugout into the stand and stuff like that. So that you know, we see that as players in the opposite team and use that to their advantage as much as we can. And um, you know, I think that's that's what kind of helped us, like say, dig in and, and keep going and pushing for the winner against the Premiership side. You know, where exactly. I think any other time we'd have probably been quite happy take it to to penalties and and try and ride our luck a bit with the penalties and get the extra point that way but um, it's a good time good time for us to be playing them you know what? It, must, it must feel amazing to be the best Duffy in Scottish football <laughs> <laughs> I can't even get up to this <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I just wanted to ask you just because you mentioned that how good because obviously we're kind of taking the piss a wee bit with, with Brian Rice but me and Bob are always saying love listening to Brian Rice on the radio Aye. and stuff like that he seems like a really really good guy a right old school football man yeah. you, what, what, what was it like working for him who did where, where did you play under him? Uh, Falkirk so Aye. Yogi was Yogi John Hughes was the manager Chipper was the assistant and uh, I absolutely loved it loved it loved working with, with Yogi and Chipper the two of them are Amazing guys, <clears throat> so knowledgeable mm-hmm. about football. Their knowledge of football is second to none. And their passion and desire for the game as well is, is incredible. Um, and absolutely loved. I was there for 18 months with them before I moved. And it was one of the, probably the best, most enjoyable 18 months of my career. I, it's like, we had John Hughes on this show a while ago, and I've heard a few people talking in the media. I think it was, I don't know if it was Neil McCann talking about him a few weeks ago. How does he not got a job in football now, John Hughes? Like, how does he know? Because he is like, everybody here talking about him, they just can't see, see enough see, about him. See what you're saying there, mate, when he was on the show, see his philosophies about football. Mm-hmm. I, was like, I was like, how is this guy not got a job? What you're saying Aye, there. Exactly. Like, the way Aye. he speaks about football, and he's so passionate. And yeah. he's got he's got forward thinking ideas which a lot of managers now don't have. So yeah. I, it baffles me how he's not in a job. Aye, totally. Aye, because you think I mean when you hear him talking and stuff, he's infectious, and it's like mm-hmm. I don't know. He strikes me as the type of manager the players would want to play for him. They'd want it. They'd run through a wall yeah. for him. Do you know what I mean? The old Probably. classic phrase, man. But I don't get it, man. I mean, he should. And he's, he's a character as well. You want characters in the game? Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Uh, he's 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 quite a friend. You know, he's got the whole kind of. It's all kind of package that you'd want right. a football manager. Um, but, Daryl, you started off at Rangers, obviously, right? But how was your time at Rangers when you were there? Oh, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Like, I've been in it 16 full-time, so straight out of school um, and full-time. Murray Park wasn't quite ready at that time. They were building it. So I was at Ibrooks every day in the away changing room, getting changed and into the minibus and off to training. Um, and then the second year was in Murray Park and I'd never seen anything like this in my life mm-hmm. before. I don't know if I certainly like it with the, the pitches, the AstroTurf, the indoor AstroTurf, the gym, all the facilities under the sun that you could ever need for, for a football team and two canteens upstairs and just everything. Do you know, it was incredible. Um, mm-hmm. So it was, growing up, it was, it was some experience growing up in that environment and uh, with the players that Rangers had at that time as well. Do you know, that was all the yeah. Dutch contingent, Van Bronckhurst mm. and wow, Arthur Newman, Michael Moles, Michael Arteta, Gino Gattuso, uh, Amaruso, do you know, all the, all the guys. Um, 
Is it Advocat as well? The, 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 you... Advocat, yeah. Aye, Advocat man. was there, yeah. Tell us about him, man. What was he like? He was, he was a bit... I think the, the perspective that people have got for the outside of him is a bit different from what it was like inside. Aye. Like, he had this reputation of youth, 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 and being really good with youth, but he segregated first team in youth. Uh, like nice. he came in and we used to kind of all lunch together whenever you're ready for lunch you'd go up uh, first team were in there that was fine but he kind of he segregated it and you weren't allowed in the dining room if the first team were in you weren't allowed in the physio room if the first team were in so he kind of he did he segregated from that kind of side so you didn't Aye. get to mix with them the same unless you were promoted up to train and, and play with them um, but like as a manager like if you're in the first team you know, he'd, he'd been magic. Um, Aye. Did everything, everything for the players and as long as you worked hard for him and, and that, you know, he would reward you. Aye. Because he has got the kind of, obviously the little general and all that, quite strict, yeah. quite that. Was it, did you ever see any kind of run-ins you had with any of the players or then when you were in there? I didn't personally, no. I wasn't really up um, training with the first team when he was yeah. there. It was only kind of after he left that I did. So, uh, you hear stories about I'm having run-ins with players, but I, I never got to experience anything like that myself. So obviously, Daryl, you're a Rangers fan. So how hard a decision? Because obviously, you want to play football regularly. You see, it's not happening at Rangers. You want it to happen at Rangers. So obviously, you're a fan and stuff, and it's a big club. But how hard a decision was that for you to go? Right, I just need to leave here. I need to get away from here. Must have been difficult as well. It was. It was difficult. Um, but you know, I just had to put my my feelings for the club to the to side and just try and think of my own career because I was like I say I was 20 at the time um, mm-hmm. and you know that's that's an age where you should really be in a first team and playing Aye. games you know, starting games mm-hmm. from the first team um, and I, I just knew that that wasn't really going to happen at Rangers um, so, and as soon as I went and met met Yogi um, and that was that you know that was that was my mind Aye. made up for them How many clubs you played for? <sighs> 1718 something. 17, right, okay. Let me ask you this. What's your favourite footballing memory? What's if you, when you retire you've played all these clubs, but what's the one thing you're going to the grand wins when you're young? I, you know Being a Rangers fan, I scored a penalty in Parkhead. That's always that was with Falkirk. Um, <laughs> that was with Falkirk, so I that was the kind of first big stadium that I'd scored in, big kind of pack. Stadium that I'd, I'd scored, um, you know, a first team goal in. Um, so that's kind of always, always one that I'd go back to. What's it, what's it like, man? Right, uh, me and Grado, the biggest crowd I've been in front of is seven and a half thousand. Right, what's it like being in front of a packed Celtic Park and scoring a goal? What it must be fucking dynamite, man. Uh, it's, it's it's brilliant, mate. It's, it's it's so hard to like put any words. Actually, like the the kind of feeling you get from it is so hard to explain it. But it's just like pure euphoria. Do you know the hairs in the back of your neck stand up when you're walking out the tunnel and the, the noise for the crowd. And you're walking out in the tunnel and then you get on the pitch. And for me personally, anyway, it was all kind of it was all blanked out. And then when the ball would go into the park for a throw in or it would a free kick or something, then you know you'd kinda you'd kinda hear the noise in that again and take it all in again and the game would start and you'd mm. be so focused on the game that it would go kinda almost quiet again. And mm. you were just in your you were in your own head thinking about the game and um 
you know, scoring a goal at Parkhead as well. Um, it was to put us one up at the time too, and um, you know, scoring a goal there in front of all their fans, and they're giving you absolute pelters. And it was down, it was down, <laughs> the, it was down the Celtic end as well, and obviously in the, the program, X Rangers forward now playing with Falkirk. You know, so away, I was getting stuck straight away. Whether I was going to be good, shit, did score, did they score? I was going to get pelters anyway. Um, so it's, 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 it's amazing, mate. It's amazing and. It's one thing I think I'll miss, you know, when I do retire and I stop playing football, definitely. Wait, age are you now, Darryl? 36. Right. I have got another right. four or five right. transfers left in me. Fingers crossed, mate. You never know, eh? You've still hit the junior fit machine. <laughs> I know, mate. I know. That's, here. That's, that's one thing I've definitely considered. I spoke to a lot of junior clubs uh, this summer. Aye. That's where the money is, my man. That's where the money is. Wait, was it Buffs one of them? Uh, no, no, no. I live in I live in Largs now, so it's oh, kind of Largs. Right. They've been great with me. Like they've been letting me in doing coaching for my B license and stuff like that. So, Dad, we better ask you about your Falkirk days again, right? Your producer John won't be happy. He's not here today. He'll be gutted. What was the dressing room like? Who was the big jokers, Nora, in the Falkirk dressing room? It was brilliant. The changing room was brilliant. You know, like a lot of kind of older pros. So they would all the old school banner. You thought, yeah, Scotty McKenzie. Uh, Fergie the goalie um, Neil Scally was a right character um, Craig McPherson left back just large on life characters you know couldn't get a word in edgeways in training and in the changing room um, but good players and good pros as well um, so I absolutely loved it Changing room was brilliant. Actually, I think a lot of that's missing in football now. And a lot of that character. Like, that so successful, mate, as well. Definitely. Plays a, plays a massive role. Like, if he's got good camaraderie and he's all together in the changing room and on the on the training pitch, like, it just it just rolls over on a Saturday, onto the games on Saturdays. So, right, it's oh, massive, it's mate. It's massive. And I do think it is missed a wee bit. Do you know, I think... We need to find a, a happy medium somewhere between the old drinking culture right. and, and today's culture. I think right, somewhere right. kind of in the middle. <laughs> yeah, but you're talking about um, own teammates a wee bit that were there for Patreon about, about Russell Latape, man. I love hearing about Latape, but right. so many players come on here and tell us that they, he is the best player that they've ever played with. And like talking about old school, I mean, apparently we see all the same in terms of the, the amount of, you know, he smoked and did, I think, did he drink? Oh, aye, aye, aye. Oh, aye. But he, um, what, what was he like to be about? What was what? What made them? What made them pick? What made them stun out as like the best player you've played? With? Just his ability with the ball. Like I said earlier, you know, like he'd have two, three, four men round about him, and you would just fire it into him, fire it into him, foot height, shin height, knee height. He'd bring it under control. He'd manipulate it. About his feet, use his body because he wasn't he wasn't massive. Russ Russ was he was Aye. small. Um, he would just manipulate the ball and he would he'd take the piss out of people. To be honest, at times with the ball, and then he would do all of that, and that would be enough for some guys. He would just maybe knock it off to to a teammate beside them, but he would do all that, and then he would zing a 30, 40, 50 yard pass right onto somebody's toe, or or he mm. would slide a wee. A wee through ball, inch perfect, weight perfect through for somebody. Do you know, he wasn't just content with just keeping it, and he was, he was just he was just incredible. Both both feet I, as well, left, right foot. I I don't even realise. Sometimes I don't think 
I don't think he was appreciated as much as what when you look back for the Rangers support. Do you know I what I mean, Gable? When he was at Rangers, aye. It's kind of like the guy was a phenomenal, phenomenal talent. Do you know what I mean? No, he was lazy, but lazy, lazy, aye. lazy, lazy. Like so, aye. again, again in Scotland, like, like, oh, he's a lazy, he's lazy. It's like, don't aye. play him. He's no right. He doesn't care. He doesn't try. But I said, I just, that just wasn't his style. He was, he was for the Caribbean. Do you know what I mean? He was so aye. chill. So relaxed. <laughs> yeah. so, right. Love that, man. If he could have played with a pair of flip flops on, he would have, and he would have still been the best player on the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, man. I love that. <laughs> How'd you wind up in India? Oh, uh, Alan Gow. Honestly. Uh, Alan Gow. Gow's another one, man. Gow's Falkirk again. Gow's always been made at Falkirk. Um, and I've gone really well with Gow's and we kept in touch. And um, he went to India for six months and um, he he came back and he was playing down in England um, same time as me and whenever we'd play against each other he'd be like, oh, do you fancy like, going to India? Like, I was out there for six months, brilliant, like, go, oh, you'd enjoy it. And I was like, nah, nah, nah. Um, and then eventually kind of got more more serious into the chat and um, I was like, so like, tell me more about it. He's like, oh, I went like six months, like stayed in a hotel and I was like, do you miss his that go? He's like, aye, my missus was with me and um, I was like, oh, how did she go? And he went, oh, she hated it. She hated it. That's why I only stayed for six months. But you should go. I'm on the next question that's coming here. The next question, I figured all his lips was, what was the grub like out there? Tell me. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Ridic- ridiculously hot. Like, I, I, I thought I was all right with kind of spicy food um, here. And I went over there and, oh, my God, mate. I just... It's in everything. Like we we thought we'd cracked it when KFC opened in Goa in my second year. We're like, ah oh, yes, KFC, like boneless chicken fillets and Sprite and Seven Up and that brilliant. And we'd go in, but they, they rubbed like a spice rub on the chicken before they covered it in the bar. Even the KFC was so. <laughs> even that you would eat I'll that. Honestly, I'm, I'm here for that. The mouth off you. That sounds like everything I want to know about. They put masala. They put masala spice in the Seven Up. So drink that Seven Up, and it's it tasting like masala spice. Really? I swear, you're talking shit. I swear, God, I swear. And we used to have to specifically request to not have masala spice in my Seven Up, and they would wow. look at you like you're an alien. Wow, man. Wow. Uh, I'm in the back here. Here, this people don't want any spice in his ginger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's the deal with the money earlier? I don't want to get personal, but is it good money? Uh, it's good money. It's not like, it's not life changing money, right. but it's, it's good money. It's better than you would get in the lower leagues in Scotland anyway. Right. Um, but the, the lifestyle, like, fam, like me, my wife, and my, my kids all went over there, and the lifestyle was incredible, mate, especially in Goa. Like mm-hmm. we, we can, we'd never get anywhere near the lifestyle that we had over there in, in the UK anywhere. Correct me if I'm wrong here, Daryl, right? But see the money that you're earning over there, does that not allow you to live like an absolute king over there? I spot on, mate. Spot mm. on. Like we we would spend most of our time at a, a five star hotel called the Grand Hyatt in Goa. She Google it after Google it after this, right? And go and look at the place. Like, unbelievable. Beautiful. <laughs> And the four of us would go there. Um, I'd train in the morning. We'd go there at like lunchtime, like twelve o'clock. 
have a buffet lunch <clears throat> with like steak, lobster, all the seafood and that you, you could want. Thirty pounds. Masala, masala spice by the bucket load. <laughs> fortunately, fortunately, there was no as much spice. We could we could go up to the chef who was preparing everything fresh and request for no masala spice on stuff. So imagine. It was the, the equivalent of like thirty pound for the four of us and we could go up and have as much as much food as you wanted. The only thing you paid Amazing. for was your your drinks, your juice. And then after that you got complimentary use of the swimming pools. And there was like three or four beautiful swimming pools there, palm trees all running about it and stuff. Just and that was basically what we did for three years. It looks tremendous, oh, mate. Nice. You know, you do. I think you see, go on and again up and see Lee Virgin and BA websites and stuff like aye, that. Aye, aye. I know why you're, you were earlier for so long, but you you hear a player's gone abroad, but it's always just usually like a year, half a year. They go to China or somewhere like that. But for four years, man, yeah. that, that's really cool, man. Well, after, buddy, it, after, after six weeks, I thought I was coming back home straight away, mate, honestly. Aye. Like, <laughs> talking, about the, talking about the food, like the first three months... I was in the hospital three times with like wow. pure agonising stomach pain, and they were they were saying it was because of the the spice and the oils that we use in the food. They're just saying that my stomach wasn't used to it. So I just oh. three times, three times, three times in the first three months oh, in the hospital. That's they would just give me like fluids and stuff like that to kind of flush out my system. It's amazing, man. But that's a brilliant experience, but that you always have that you've you went earlier and and done that. Do you know what I mean? Incredible, mate. Like I say, from a football and from like a life experience, it's it's like second to none, mate. I couldn't, let's say, I couldn't replicate that kind of lifestyle with with my family because my kids were one and three when we first went over there, so not a chance I would have been able to replicate that kind of lifestyle in Scotland or England. Do you know? Amazing. What about like in like that the football team, mate? Was there a good night suit in India with your, with your teammates on that? They didn't really, they didn't really do that the same. Like there's no like the no. same kind of that. There's not the same. There's no pubs for a start. Um, wow. Gambling is illegal in Goa, so right. they've got like boats. Out on the water, so it's like casino boats out in the water. So if you wanted mm-hmm. to do anything like that, you had to take a boat out, so you weren't actually on mainland. Um, and there was a few kind of clubs, but they were quite far away from from the football uh, right. where the football was. So you'd be like maybe an hour, an hour and a half drive just to get to places. So um, and we'd never really get that much time to go anyway. No. The, the schedule over there is quite hectic with the, the travel and stuff. So. so if I'm downloading Sky Bet app, I need to go and get a boat to put a coupon on. No, mate, you I get Express VPN. Close, 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 <laughs> close, close, <laughs> get le- get learned for putting a, a tenner Aki on at the weekends, man. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you come back to Scotland? Was it St. Martin the same year? But how did how did you go? Right, enough's enough. I'm out of here. I um, kids were getting to both of my kids were getting to primary school age, and my my wife was kind of determined to get both of them into primary school and, and settled and start building up school friendships. Um, from primary one for my youngest and uh, my oldest one in primary three. Um, so that was that was the kind of that was the main reason 
St Mirren and Ayr offered me trials because obviously I'd been in India for four years. Nobody knows anything about India or Indian football, so I had to go and trial with, with St Mirren and Ayr. Um, again, perfect for travelling. Largs to Paisley, Largs to Ayr, and um, both of them both of them offered me a deal, and I, I picked St Mirren for Jack Ross. Um, I'd been mm-hmm. teammates with Jacko at Falkirk again. <coughs> um, mm-hmm. And it, it felt like the it felt like a good fit at the time, so that's how Simon happened. He's a good manager, Jack Ross, isn't he? He's a good, good manager. Oh, he's training, Aye. he's training's really good as well. Um, <clears throat> really, really modern. Uh, mm-hmm. Really hard, like really hard. He's training, mm-hmm. like physically really hard, but all with the ball. It's all with the ball. You know, you don't ever just mm-hmm. run the guts at you with the ball. So it's it's good. His training's Aye. really good. I could see him being a Celtic manager at some point. Uh, Jack Ross. So could I. Uh, wouldn't he surprise me? Definitely. Wouldn't he surprise me if he ends Aye. up a, a big club in one of the big two in Scotland or even you know one of the bigger clubs down south again um, mm-hmm. in a few years' time? Right, you look back on your, your career, obviously you're still playing at Stranraer, right? But when you look back, you've been at that many clubs. What was, say, like a professional point of view, what's the most prolific and most content you felt in your professional time in football? Probably two, three clubs probably that I've been most successful at and the team's been most successful at. So it'd be Falkirk, Swansea and then Salgonka in India. Um, And those three clubs all had something in common. They all had a good manager who wanted to play football, get the ball on the ground, play, pass and move. Um, Won the league in the cup with Falkirk, won the league at Swansea um, in League One, and then we won uh, one of the cup competitions with Salgonka in India and Goa as well. And you all had really good footballers, hard working footballers as well. They didn't just rely on their mm-hmm. talent. Um, and then, like I say, we had a good manager on top of that as well, and good camaraderie in the changing room. Um, I don't think it's any coincidence that all three of those clubs had all of those things and I was successful mm. personally and uh, collectively at them all. Brilliant. What, what do you think we start in all this season? Do you think you've got a good dressing room there? Do you think you can go far this season? We've got a really good dressing room. Um, we've, already we've been quite unfortunate with injuries and suspensions and um, we've got two boys who have been in close contact with the track and trace app so they're having a isolate for, for 14 days as a precaution um, so we've been quite unlucky but if we can keep if we can keep our, our squad fit um, for the majority of the season then we've got a real good chance as long as we keep doing what, we, what we've done the last couple of weeks you know we're working hard and we're doing the basics well um, mm-hmm. and then we've got, we've got the quality on top of on top of the basics to, to cause teams a lot of problems in this league so I don't see why we, we can't be aiming for the playoffs this year. Brilliant, mate. Brilliant. Right, mate. Well, before Google, uh, before Grado starts Googling Merhings about <laughs> Scarry and all that, right, mate, I'm going to move on to the 90-second football daft quiz. Every week we put our guests' football knowledge to the test. Are you up for it, Daryl? Oh, Christ, I. If I'd known there was going to be a quiz, I could have studied or something. I'm looking at previous ones. Just be with Gado, stay in the new room, get a computer or a laptop or something. <laughs> 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 nah, I think you've got a 
Aye. So every week on Football Daft, we put our guest football knowledge to the test with a 90 second quiz. John Sutton and Chick Young are joint top with 15. We've got Mark Wilson and Keith Lasley talking to him behind with 14. Well, the good doctor, Kenny Duker and Kevin Harper are just behind in third place with 13. Other selected scores include Jonathan Watson on nine, Ross McCrory six, Mick Supart lining on three, and Falkirk manager David McCracken and Andy Little are both at the bottom with one. Anybody on that list you want to beat, Daryl? Andy Lattle and Dave McCracken. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Well, producer Ryan, 90 seconds on the clock. Yep, on you, you go. You can't pass. You can't pass, I can't pass. You must give an answer, Darrell, right? That's my favourite answer. Go on, go ready. <laughs> <laughs> right, are we ready, producer Ryan? Yep. Right, here, here we go, Darrell. Who will contest the 2020 Scottish Cup final? Hearts, Celtic. What team does Scotland international Callum Patterson currently play with? Cardiff. What are Cove Rangers' home colours? Blue and white. Who are currently bottom of the Scottish Premiership? Hamilton. In what year did Aberdeen last win the Scottish Cup? 94. Which two Rangers players breached COVID protocols? Uh, George Edmondson and Jordan Jones. What is the name of Stenhouse Muir Stadium? Oh, God. Oakleview. Who currently has the better goal difference, Aberdeen or Hibs? Hibs. Who did John Hughes manage directly after Falkirk? Hibs. From which club did Rangers sign Leon Balligan? Brighton. When you joined Swansea in 2007, what was the reported transfer fee? Um, 200,000. What was the score the last time Scotland faced Serbia? Oh dear. Um, time. Time. 1-1. One, one. Let, I'll let you answer the question. What are you saying, Darrell? 1-1. One, one, one each. I don't know. Right. I should not let you answer the question. Right, here we go. How did he do it, Ryan? He got seven. He got seven. So you get Celtic and Hearts. Um, Sheffield Wednesday is Callum Parsons' team. Cove Rangers are blue. Hamilton bottom of the league. Um, 1990 it was for Aberdeen. Last time they won the Scottish Cup. Uh, you got Jones and Edmondson. You got Oakleview, which I don't think you thought you got. Oh, um, wow. They... <laughs> Aberdeen, they've got a better goal difference, so you never got that one. You did get Hibs. John Hughes went to Hibs after Falkirk. Um, Leon Balligan played for Wigan, and you got two hundred grand for yourself. So, not bad. <laughs> that, that's, not, that, that's not what you won for getting seven. In the quiz, <laughs> <Darryl>. <laughs> what? I'm joking. Mistake. <laughs> 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 no mate seven's decent that's good mate that's good that's good I know Barry that. Ferguson got no Barry Ferguson was tap he got 12 he was tapping really? for a while remember <laughs> Stevie pure taking offence <laughs> <laughs> no, Barry got 12 Daryl <laughs> 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 honestly mate thanks for giving up your time really appreciate it my man no problem guys anytime good luck to your stunner <laughs> it's easy for you, 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 you tell Neil Parry I was asking for him <laughs> 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 
<laughs> All five foot eleven of them, I'll tell. <laughs> All the best, mate. Cheers, Daryl. Thanks. Cheers, guys. Yeah, Cheers. Cheers. Bye-bye. Football daft with G4 Claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Get them now at notitfaultclaims.com. Well, Troops just came to the end of another episode. I must admit, Daryl Duffy was really, really entertaining. Nice to hear that he stays in Larks. <laughs> yeah, listeners in Larks. Well, he's a caller, but you know what I mean? Well, yes, if, but... Ever, if ever you're up at the beach, you've got somewhere to stay. Okay. okay. I'm actually... Uh, I'm, and I'm... he's going to eat fish rocks. Correct. So, he has followed me on Twitter. Just, By the just way, the... thank fuck he mentioned the other wife or I'd have been worried for you. Come <laughs> 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 up to Larks, I'll take you for a fish rocks, big man. <laughs> <laughs> he's a nice guy he's a nice guy aye, good show aye, good. plenty of plenty of clubs plenty of clubs aye but winner against Hamilton Aki's last night man brilliant exactly aye aye exactly man Hey, <laughs> lads so we all getting our Scotland hats on the night then aye uh, I've bought five big bottles of Bira Moretti I'm going to pour them I'm going to sit I'm going to watch the Scotland hopefully get to a tournament and it would it would just be nice to be there, wouldn't it? It would be nice to be there. It's the aye, only thing is, the only thing is, you know what's going to happen. Serbia are going to pump us. No, Scotland are going to get there. <laughs> Scotland are going to get there, right? And their three aye. group games will be drawn and they'll be played in Glasgow. And the, the fans will only get to go travelling again. It's a fucking... Oh, fuck, uh, don't. I know. It's got potential to be a... A good evening. It'd be good to see him getting there. And like we say, man, we'll see how it goes. See how it goes. I've right. got five beer Amaretti's. It's going to be a nice night regardless. So. You will be, be looking towards the Northern Ireland result and all with Davis. Aye. Um, Davis. Uh, they're they're Aye. one step away from getting They're in the, the same Euros, situation yeah. as Scotland, aren't they? Mm-hmm. So, Aye. we shall see. Shall see. Oh, before we go, but what's happening with this Big Brother story? <laughs> Uh, John's not here, mate. I can't tell it in John's. Ah, but that was your excuse last time. Come on, I let's take whether he's not here. What were we there? <laughs> aye, aye. Oh, Ryan, you say it, I don't want to hear it. No, no, listen, Grado, I can't because it's genuinely, it's a long story, man. See, see, to be fair, see, to be fair, I want to work on this show again. You know, I, I want the work coming my way. So if I get told this story, John will only let me live it down if he doesn't get to hear it. Oh, that's fair enough, mate. Aye, fair, enough, fair enough. Fair enough. So I'm, I'm fair fair enough. Put my clever head on, my clever head. There we go. There we go. Fair enough. So, right, so, so, well, I'm going to get dinner made and get told into these beer and I'll see you next week. See you I'm next gonna, week. I'm not making dinner, and I am getting some delivered. So. I'm making. I'm making a pasta that I made on STV once. Did you? Called Grado's pasta. Fuck me, man! There's a big clanger to go on, man. Aye. What is, what is it? Just pasta and cheese, melted cheese. That's <laughs> <laughs> a Grado. Uh, it's cheeky. <laughs> it's a creamy chorizo pasta with mushrooms and that in it. Which, by the way, I had to buy the, mas- the messages for myself. I think I've told you that too, haven't I? Well, Grado, why don't you cut up your cold meat and fire it in an omelette? Ah, there we go! <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I've got, I've, my wife's just put the chicken in the slow cooker. We've been oh. having a kind of homemade Chinese-style chicken with fried rice. When he's hungry, yeah. about 10 o'clock at night. That's just My wife just put the chicken in the slow cooker, so tomorrow night we'll have chicken. I she 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 put it in when this podcast started in the... You're and it's bum, it's fucking bum. <laughs> <laughs> hey boys, boys, do you know what guys, I'd love to stay in chat, but I'm not going to. <laughs> I'll be honest, I wouldn't love to stay in chat, no, catch you later. See you later boys. Ta-ra. Ta-ra. <laughs> Audio Frontier. <laughs>